Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me back on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Hey! Look at me! As <laughs> long as you're here, maybe you can help me out. I'm missing something. I lost it in detention. Since you're so buddy-buddy with the Cylons, maybe you know where it is. How about it? Do you know where my eye is? <laughs> Oh, that was good. Thank you. It was, was very, very good. good. And uh, <laughs> newly uh, reinstated, sworn back in mm. as the true and rightful president of the podcast and the 12 colonies. I object. Welcome back, Andrea. It's good to be back <laughs> where I belong. I want to start with that. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. let's start with that. So, <laughs> okay, this is where it gets fucking weird. Because Tom Zarek was vice president under Baltar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so now mm-hmm. that Baltar is gone. Remember, I actually called this if, uh, at least an episode ago, if not maybe a couple. You've also seen why. this before. So? <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately didn't remember. I, I know, just I remembered didn't, that. I didn't either. But, but, this, okay, but, this, but this bothers <laughs> me because you have to run for vice president. Right, like that was a th- that was a whole thing. That's how mm-hmm. Baltar became vice president in the first place. Now, so Tom Zarek becomes president, and he instates Laura Roslin as vice president because apparently you can just do that without electing a vice president. Now, mm-hmm. and then he immediately resigns. She becomes president, and then instates him as vice president. Apparently, you just don't elect people anymore. You just do whatever the fuck you want. You ever play front seat, back seat in, in <laughs> line, like in, in yeah. elementary school? They just front seat, back seated the, uh, the presidency. presidency. Yeah. Like, apparently, elections don't matter anymore. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, well, don't get me wrong. I am very glad Laura Roslin is back in Thank charge. You. Very glad. Uh, I think it's a little bit bullshit that there was no, like, vote. You know, I'm inclined to agree with you from a like a, a procedural standpoint, uh, but I also feel like right now, as much as we've seen these people have some pretty fucked up priorities in the past, mm-hmm. I feel like an election is not their priority, and having stable leadership that isn't Gaius Baltar maybe is. Kind of like in triage at the moment. That makes sense. And that's fair. And honestly, who in their right mind would run against Laura Roslin at this point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God, you were right. Please be president again. <laughs> yep. And maybe that's what happened. Maybe they sent out a poll. Like, do we want to have an election? I was like, no, just just put just put Laura back in charge. We were fine. We were doing great. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is because it's not even like like technically Baltar won the election. It wasn't even. You know what I mean? It's not like she was like usurped and unrightfully taken well from well some people say some people say that the election was stolen that baltar stole the election and that the vote was rigged and that's why we got to stop the steal and the count the count isn't real and so (laughs) 
Um, so the, the Count is real. He taught me everything I know. And <laughs> and at one point, you know, at one point, Laura called the 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 uh, the captain of the Georgian and was like, "Hey, can, can you, you find just... me some more votes?" <laughs> the Georgian, yeah. Can you? <laughs> I just need you to find me some more votes because otherwise, Baltar. It's gonna anyway. I just realized I aligned uh, Rosam with Trump there, and I don't feel good about that mm-hmm. one. So, well, you know, it's she did try to steal an election, though. That, you she, know what, though, she did try to steal an election that she lost. Yeah. So, I guess. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel like we, yeah, we we made some some painful associations mm-hmm. when that happened, and the, I, I still don't feel good about them. Mm-hmm. But the the difference mm-hmm. is, one of them is a competent leader. Yep. And I'll leave that as an exercise <laughs> up to the listener to decide which one I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's Laura Roslin. I don't think we made enough of a deal about Roslin just marching right back up to. Colonial one, I almost said Air Force One again, and jumping behind that desk as if it were just waiting <laughs> that, for that her. Is, that is knew. true. She just like she just kind of walked, but she's like, no, my ship's over there. She didn't even ask anybody. She was like, no, I'm in charge again. She. My my favorite part is when when it appeared that it was a negotiation <laughs> that uh, Tom Zarek maybe had any say in it whatsoever. Uh, and he kind of like put up a, a mock uh, objection. She's like, look, you and I both know that it would be next to impossible to lead this fleet without the full support of the military. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but Bill Adama's my boyfriend. <laughs> we kids we're once. adorable together. So... so. <laughs> we kissed once, so and it's very serious. We're everybody's mom it's, and dad. Things are getting real serious. So, oh wait, no, can't do that yet. If you do that, the episode's over, and that's <laughs> yeah. shortest episode, real short one. Uh, so yeah, I, I anyway, I'm glad that Laura Roslin is back in charge. I am not crazy about how they just kind of hand waved it away, and mm-hmm. we're just like, well, then she's in charge now, because realistically, they should have had some kind of election or something. Something, um, but. You know, whatever. Space, they didn't even know politics. how many people they had. How would they know how, what mm. votes to count and like how many to make up? That's fair. Like you need to know how many people you have to know that. Like you know, it, uh, I mean, I guess if they didn't know how many people they had, they could have made up a whole bunch of extra votes. But then it would have been like, oh, like you said, you got sixty thousand votes, Laura, but we we only had forty one thousand uh, when this whole thing started. <laughs> explain that. Yeah. Uh, well, we obviously found more people. No. <laughs> it was easy. Remember, back in season one, I said we needed to start having babies, and we uh, did, and we... now the babies are voting. <laughs> <laughs> and the babies owe their lives to Laura Rosalind. That... Yeah. So, yeah. of course they're going to vote for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. <laughs> President's orders. Ty- Everybody start fucking. <laughs> oh. Time is kind of fucked up in this show, but like no babies are voting yet. Mm-mm. That Soon. you know of. You don't Soon. you don't know the voting age in the colonial uh articles. You don't know all babies. I don't know any babies. Yeah. Thank God for that. Uh, I like it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I know any babies? My friends just had a baby. Do I know them? Uh well, actually you both know Lauren. Lauren, um, uh, Ani DeFranco, Lauren, just had a baby. Oh, congratulations, Lauren. They ought a baby, eats a boy. Yay. And his name is Sam. Fun fact, after Anders? Sam Anders' Cylon. Not actually. Later. Oh, Kitsy, you look so excited. No. <laughs> I, that was an emotional roller coaster for me just now. Holy shit. <laughs> Woo. Wow. So, yeah. He's very cute. He's got a full head of hair already. Okay, I'm done. I don't care about babies except when they're my friend's babies. So, that's all. With that in mind, previously on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, we didn't do that part yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Ten minutes into the episode. (laughs) So. Summed up half of it, I feel like. (laughs) <laughs> we, I mean, we hit the 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 important uh, political points, uh-huh. uh, and uh, we've established the uh, the tone of this episode for sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, at least the tone from Colonel Ty's standpoint. Uh, oh boy, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we are here today, of course, to talk about Season 3, Episode 5, entitled Collaborators, uh, because, uh, fun fact, that's how it works when you do a show in order. You do the next episode, and the last one we talked about was Episode 4. Yeah, and... Uh, if you follow uh, Night Shift Radio on Twitter, you'll know that this episode is the episode immediately following the season three premiere, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, he does so. He, tries. he does work so hard. He, he tries so hard. So hard for us. He really does. He can't, can't fault Thanks, him Michael. for. Yeah. I just. <laughs> it's, Listen, you know what? Literally. Gaius, Gaius is off in another fleet entirely right <laughs> now. He like. He doesn't know, like, who has how many eyes and, like, who's doing what episode. The, and, like, the, the episode was literally named something part two. What was the second part of the season premiere? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even. No. Nope. You, could, you could almost make the argument that it was part four of the season premiere if you really tried. Well, or here that we it are. Was, or that it was part two of the second part of the well, here we are, part four, five, part five of the season three premiere, collaborators. I, this uh, this does neatly tie up the premiere story arc of the season. That, that, that's let's what say, fight meant. Yeah. Let's, so uh, so uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the Night Shift Radio Patreon, which mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, you will have noticed that we uh, we just dropped a special Patreon-only bonus episode uh, where we talk about some of the events that happened on New Caprica that weren't covered in the show. Uh, in fact, they existed only as uh, what were known as webisodes uh, in the, the mid-aughts. Uh, and you know, our spies on the inside got a hold of a, a stolen copy uh, of that uh, those those top secret files, mm-hmm. and uh, we got our eyes on them and shared the knowledge with you, the resistance. And uh, you know, in the spirit of them being webisodes, we decided to do something different for change and only release the episode on the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a, a set condition one webisode. Yep, exclusive. That's right. But uh, if you want to know what we're talking about. <laughs> Because you somehow have missed us plug it before. That's not that's not a dig at you. That's just you know it, it can happen. We we forget uh, to say it sometimes too. We forget to say it's, it sometimes. It's, it's really it's, it's half our fault probably. But it is half yours. Yeah. Let, let's <laughs> be clear. Let's We're be clear. You're, you're not fault. you're not completely blameless here. If you want to check out this special Patreon-only bonus episode and uh, any more special Patreon-only bonus content that we do in the future, because we will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we will. Uh, you can head over to nsrad.io slash Patreon and uh, sign up for as little as uh, five. Uh, Do we ever figure out what the currency is in this? Is it credits, qubits? Space bucks. It's five space bucks a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, you gotta, which is luckily the conveniently the, <laughs> the, the exchange rate just tracks the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got a, a one to one exchange rate with the U.S. dollar. So it's very convenient. So. <laughs> Five space bucks a month. Five U.S. space bucks. You're going to have to fork out a little more than that, though, if you want that meat box, listeners. I can't believe... A custom curated bespoke meat box. I mean, we've been working so hard on it. I just... It's... Uh, you know, I got a, a sneak preview of it the other day. I got a little sample sample of it. Mm-hmm. It's very delicious. That's You're going to want to get in on it. It's very Well, you good. got to see my special drying room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our, our listeners at this point have as well, if they follow us on Twitter... Um, they'll that's, have gotten a little peek at, at Caleb's <laughs> tri-aged I completely forgot room. about that. How exciting. Uh, it's been so long since we recorded. <laughs> How exciting. Oh, no, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, <laughs> you're maniacally laughing. This is <laughs> just so funny. You know, most people took up knitting during quarantine. You are out here hanging beef in Just curio cabinets. Dry-aged beef oh, for days. Uh, you know, I, I've tried knitting. It's not my thing. Ellen is a wonderful teacher. She, That's what uh, I was going to say. Taught. There's enough knitting happening in your house that you had to come up with something uh, I, you more know, unconventional. 
She has her apocalypse skill, and now mine is uh, is dry aging. Beef. Can you can you get her to to knit some some koozies for uh, for all that beef so we don't have to look at it? <laughs> beef koozies. <laughs> oh, that's the ten dollar tier, folks. Oh, beef koozies. knitted beef koozies. Yep. <laughs> is is Sorry, beef koozie Alan, not a? Is is that not a ska band? I was it just fucking should be. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> Beef Koozie. That's our. Uh, oh, yeah. good lord! Uh, this is a bad show. <laughs> I played with them at the high school battle of the bands. <laughs> I I'm so sorry that you've subscribed to this show and have keep continue to listen to it every week. I don't know why you do, but please thank give you. us money to listen to it more. We have so mm. many fun things planned for the Patreon once we get like your money. <laughs> But I mean, like genuinely, I have. I just want to do. Yeah, come, come be in a special uh, club with me and my fun activities I have planned. Give us and your you know money. What? <laughs> you know what? If you're not in the position where you can right now or ever, you know that's totally fine. That's we so love fine. that you listen, and you know you can help out without. Without spending a, a you know one red cent uh, by clicking that subscribe or follow button in mm-hmm. your podcast player of choice, and uh, if you use uh, the Apple Podcasts in particular, uh, those ratings and reviews go a long way towards uh, mm-hmm. helping other people discover my uh, my curio of wonders. <laughs> He's been working so hard <laughs> I on it. Everybody. though you can see. <laughs> My, my curio of beef one. Oh my god, it's really bad. <laughs> it's, I don't even know where, uh, this this exists somewhere. Yeah. I have no idea where I stole this image, but this exists <laughs> in the oh, real world. Bullshit, that's in your apartment, and you know it. <laughs> my apartment is big, but it's, it's not big enough for one of those yet. Actually, oh. well, I could fit one of those in one of my closets. My closets are huge. Oh, quit bragging. <laughs> Beef closet. Uh, I would love beef closet. A closet big enough for a meat curio. I wouldn't oh put a meat God. curio in it. But. I'm not sure why anyone listens to this show, but uh, thank you for continuing to do so. We we appreciate you. Um, so, should we talk about Battlestar Galactica? As, What's that? As we mentioned, uh, we're here to talk about episode five, which is called Collaborators, uh, and as the name implies. Uh, some some folks who maybe were on the wrong side of history down on New Caprica are are getting a comeuppance this episode, uh, and I feel personally inclined to uh, place a little bit of a content warning. This episode, like, I mean, every episode of the, this podcast makes me very uncomfortable, uh, but <laughs> the, the, this episode of this show makes me uh, very uncomfortable uh, because like, I'm not personally uh, too fond of executions uh, in in cinema or in real life call me crazy not not a big fan uh and they're uh, the the primary plot of this revolves around a, a small group of uh of soldiers appointed by the uh, the president of the colonies uh to act as a jury and execution squad mm-hmm. uh for people accused of uh war crimes on new caprica and that that leaves me unsettled it you know it it works for the plot of the story, and allegedly. I understand allegedly, uh, and I understand why they took it in this direction. But it makes me uncomfortable, and rewatching it, uh, just it it wasn't any easier. Uh, so I'm just gonna get that out of the way uh, because we jump right into uh, the circle, uh, as they're known, has uh, our good friend Jammer. Uh, kneeling in an airlock with a bag over his head. And that's uh, Ty, Tyrell, Celix, Anders. The pyramid player? Yeah, the pyramid player. And then uh, two people named Connor and Barkley who nobody fucking knows. Mm -hmm. Connor's a a douche. I hate him. (laughs) Oh, my son's dead. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Shut up, Connor. Nobody cares. A lot of people died, you dick. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's kid died. You're not special. Also, all like your name can't be Connor when your son's name is Kevin because you were clearly both born in 1993. (laughs) The numbers don't check out. That's neither the math nor the aftermath works on that. (laughs) Oh, you'll have to listen to our bonus Patreon episode to get that good joke. That's 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 the good quality content that I come here for. 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, Jammer stands, and by stands, I mean Neil's accused of uh, collaborating with the, the Cylons and you know carrying out raids against the human population and contributing to the deaths of uh, at least up to 23 people in uh, raids on the temples, which you know, we know about a, a massacre that happened at the temple mm-hmm. from the, uh, the Resistance webisodes. Uh, but that, was, that was 10 people that died there. Apparently, uh, this kept ramping up. Uh, even more after this, and uh, the Cylons kept raiding, or I guess in this case the the New Caprica police, in the name of the Cylons, uh, kept raiding and killing people at the temple, which like, oof, bad form, y'all. Yeah. More like New Caprica police, am I right? Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. That, that place was a shithole. <laughs> it really was. Um, Yeah, so they find... Uh, well, Jammer kind of pleads, especially with Chief, because he saved Callie, which he did. We saw that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jammer is save a Callie, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, we have to, we gotta have to make as many of those jokes as we can because this is the last episode we get to do that. Um, mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, mm. Yeah, and, and you know, Chief's kind of like, you know, well, yeah, she did get away, but like, who knows if that really happened? And and the question really becomes. You know, is saving Callie, does that excuse all the people he killed? And Chief ultimately decides, no. No, it doesn't. Which, I mean, they they very much put him on the spot. Like, everyone is, like, this whole circle of jurors, whatever, is... Uh, really amped up to get some some vengeance on these people, and they say that they're weighing all of the evidence and they're they're making just and fair decisions. Uh, but it really feels like they're just out to kill people. Oh yeah, uh, which is a big part of why this episode's so fucked up mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I think that one just like just executing these people for like taking part in what they did, especially like you know, we had a hint of what Jammer's story was, but now we know more about it. We do. And those mm-hmm. of you who listened to the, uh, the Patreon episode will know as well uh, more about Jammer's story. And it's not like, he's like, man, I fucking love Cylons and I can't wait to kill me some humans. Cause like, you know, the, the Cylons will tell me what a good boy I am and like how, how much they love me. And like, I finally get the, uh, the, the respect that I didn't get from my dad. Uh, um, no, he's like, he has, he was kind of driven into that and, you know, justified it by saying at least he was trying to do something to, to get the Cylons off the people's backs and like, you know, be a buffer layer. Uh, and in the end he did do a, a heroic thing, like, and he was conflicted the whole time. He struggled with it. Like, does that excuse what he did entirely? No. Does it mean that they should throw him out of an airlock for it? I don't think so. And I think, you know, the, the chief, uh, I think he he was conflicted in this moment and had a reasonable doubt and chose not to express it. May I remind you, though, that under the articles, the punishment for treason is death. The articles of colonization for the 12 colonies which were destroyed two years ago. That probably have a lot to say about who is and isn't president and vice president. So yeah. we're really picking and choosing. <laughs> It's it's just like oh you know what it's just like real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because the colonies were destroyed doesn't mean the articles were destroyed. They probably had those like packed up somewhere safe in like a crate or something. And they took them with them. But do the laws of a particular country or like like political entity still hold? In their like like to the letter when that entity no longer exists. Space is international waters. Well, yeah, space is international waters. Uh, I'm not sure because I've never been on a boat. Mm, so that's true. Ever? I've never been on a boat in international waters. I've only ever been on okay. airplanes. And, and and as we all know, airspace is not international waters. Mm-mm. That's true. That's true. The movie Burlesque makes that very clear. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's kind of my, my whole point is that uh, space is international waters and they're well, well outside of the, the, the former territory of the 12 colonies. Uh, and, you know, they're still operating under laws of a political entity that no longer exists. Uh, and so 
it's it's kind of hard to say that those laws laws apply to the letter uh, in a just a vastly different scenario as refugees yeah. uh, than does as like an established and organized. And they're absolutely entity. just looking for some justification to carry this out anyway. So I don't think it really yeah. it doesn't make a difference to them. I mean, but yeah, like, it, it, it is like hurt very people, much a revenge people, thing. Yeah. And like, obviously, not everyone's on board with it, too. Like, they they have to unanimously agree that we learn in order to execute someone. And they pretty much always do. But, like, Anders does it basically just to shut people up because he's, he's like, it's too much fracking talk. <laughs> and then as soon as they get, like, he has that moment to object if he, like, doesn't feel that this is right. He waits until after they execute Jammer to say, this isn't what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe you should have said something sooner, sir. Yeah. Sir Sam, the Cylon. You know, this ain't Pyramid, buddy. No, you're not the captain here. Mm-mm. Look at me. I was... Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that so, movie. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never seen it. You've never oh. seen Captain Phillips? It's true. You should. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. I believe you. Tom Hanks is really good in it. Who's Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. He's America's dad. Oh, that guy. Uh, he's the lead in the movie that we're talking about. He's he's Captain Phillips in the movie Captain Phillips. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird, because wasn't he also Sully? Yeah. No, that was someone else. Was he? Yeah. I don't know. I just made that up. No, yeah, he's Sully. Um, he's also the captain. Tom Hanks has been playing a lot of captains lately. He's the captain in Greyhound as well. Chief goes back to his quarters <laughs> and sees Callie and, and Nicholas, and he's like, "Yeah." He's also a hey, cowboy in going? Toy Story. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. And he he takes Nicholas from from her and kind of like bounces him, and she's just you know hey, everything's fine, everything's good. Hey, you just you know apropos of nothing, <laughs> like just. Yeah, just quick question. Like, I don't know. You might not even remember. This is not important, but like, you know, did like when you were, when they were going to kill you, did like, you know, did someone like maybe let you go? Like, what? Maybe one of the, no. the NCP guys. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, why? Oh, no, no reason. No reason. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me to run. It's probably one. I haven't thought about it since, though. Now, what? 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 How would that? That's all I'd be thinking about. Right. That's all I'd like, be thinking first about. First of all, also, how is that not one of the first things that she said to him? Somebody cut my yeah. restraints and told me to run. Like, <laughs> that, okay, so that, that's a good point. You know, because c- she ran basically right into his arms. Uh, yes. Chief Terrell's mm-hmm. arms. And so, you know. I, it, Lucky. He. The fact that he would have been like, how did you get away? Uh-huh. And she wouldn't have been like, someone cut my restraints and told me to run and made me go all this way. Like, the fact that that conversation apparently never happened is weird. Yep. Also, the yeah. fact that her response after first saying no was like, oh, yeah, someone told me to run. Like, someone fucking freed you and cut your mm-hmm. cuffs. Like, you'd be yeah. dead. Did the other like, people die? I forget. The fact that like she she never even gave it a second thought, like not even a passing moment mm-hmm. of like, man, I wonder who let me go that day. Like, you know, maybe maybe there were good people on the inside, or maybe like someone like really realized like this was wrong, and like I'm sure glad that that person saved my life. Nope. No, she's how carefree is Callie that she's just snoozing, waking up, not thinking like, about like what. One moment she's standing in front of a Cylon firing squad, and the next moment she's, like, free to live her life and never remember that someone released her. Yeah, it's bananas. That bothers me, and I'm glad that it bothered both of you, too, because <laughs> I, I I wanted someone to share in my misery. Oh, yeah. We're, we're with you. I mm-hmm. am. Definitely. But uh, Baltar, everything's, everything's going great for him over, uh, um, well, you know, he's... We get a, an interesting scene with Baltar. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. couldn't be helped. Uh, where, essentially, they're sitting, uh, they being, uh, of course, Rosalind and Ty and Adama and mm-hmm. Baltar all sitting in Colonial One. And, uh, essentially, Rosalind's pardoning uh, Baltar for, like, you know, his crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the... the you know, 
no hard feelings, right? And he's like, you know, there's no doubt, you know, mistakes were made, no questions, but the past is past, and I think we can all agree that, it, you know, we'd like to move on. And, uh, of course, a, a six comes wandering in the room, and she's like, you fools! <laughs> You're going too easy on him! Blah, blah, blah. Just... And, and of course, you know, he's like, they can't hear you, and she's like, don't make me angry. And then Adama says, you wouldn't like her when she's angry. <laughs> I, just, I love how casually she strolls in mm-hmm. and starts the sentence with you fools uh, because I really wanted her to come flying in full on anime style. Like, you fools! <laughs> that would have been great. I You're being too lenient! <laughs> so what gets even weirder about this is not only can Adama at least apparently see and hear six and is not like, what the fuck? But the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe exists in... <laughs> in in this in this what? Because uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, okay. Uh, so then, uh, Rosalind starts hitting on Baltar. She's like, I've always wanted you. It's so, it's so fucking weird. And oh no, wait, hold on. No, he wakes up. He's on. He's on a base star. Yes. What a silly uh, bit. Like uh, now. I love this dumb show. I I wish I could say I noticed this, but I didn't. Um, I noticed this when I was reading through the transcript on Caleb's favorite, uh, second favorite website, Mm sadgeezer.com, that uh, in this scene, Ty has both of his eyes intact. Uh, Which which is a a good detail, because Caleb, as you pointed out, Baltar wouldn't know that Colonel Ty has lost an eye. Mm -hmm. Colonel Ty has lost an eye in the... Baltar got away. Hey! hey. Do we, did I oh. make that joke last time, last episode? Yeah, uh, oh. in a recent episode. Okay, yeah. just cut that out. Um, well, two eyes tie. Two eyes tie. <laughs> but yeah, so Baltar would not have known mm-hmm. that he lost an eye, so it's it's interesting uh, that they that level of detail was was paid, like, the, the show paid that level of attention to detail, mm-hmm. and then I didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently none of us did, because until mm-hmm. I pointed it out from the transcript, uh, no one said anything, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool little nod to, uh, to you know, continuity. Yeah. I would like to say that I noticed it, but, like, it's real easy to say that now, uh, with the benefit of uh, two-eyed hindsight. <laughs> but... Uh, 2020. <laughs> um, hindsight's I, 20. That's not how it works. Hindsight's... It's not, <laughs> it's not 20 per eye, but let's pretend it is for... Um, it, you know, it, it, it was long enough ago that I honestly don't remember, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I do also appreciate... I appreciate that uh, Sad Geezer refers to it as Baltar's base star, <laughs> which feels like it. It's, it's, that might be foreshadowing. <laughs> um, he becomes the president of the Cylons. Just one base star. Yeah, he's, he's all alone in a base star in a, a fairly well-decorated room mm-hmm. uh, wearing nothing but a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Well, first he's and naked. It's true, it's true. And then he puts and, uh, on the bathrobe. Be decent, uh, Baltar. A centurion just staring at him. Another odd moment. I do like that the centurion's staring at him, and then he puts the robe on, the centurion goes, ah, walks away. (laughs) So, it's odd that I didn't really notice this until this episode, but I feel like there weren't very many, like, quiet, intimate moments with centurions. (laughs) Exactly. But, those hips don't lie. No! Centurion's got some fucking banging <laughs> hips. <laughs> They're thick boys. <laughs> like, uh, I, and centurions are never assigned gender, nor, nor should mm-hmm. they be. But like, they got so they got the the big old hips, but they also got like thick packs, and like they just like they'll fuck you up. Basically, is they is, are built literally now. Literally <laughs> now. Speaking speaking of hips, uh, you've got. Deanna walking into the room looking like Marilyn fucking Monroe. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, like that was a good segue. What, Please acknowledge what, it. It was very good. Thank you. I was just I was looking at Centurion models to see how uh, <laughs> you're, you're thinking about your uh, Centurion fan uh, fan fiction now. <laughs> That's right. Also available on the Patreon. It's not. I'm not. That's not. I'm not committing to writing a Battlestar fanfic. If okay, any anyone Battlestar fan, anyone who signs up for the Patreon can send Andrea 
your Battlestar fanfic directly, and she will not only read it, but will, like, grade it for you. Like, oh, it's a paper. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Have we this better not talked about anything before? in me. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling she'd never knew you had. Uh, have we talked about how Patreon sounds like a, a planet in the oh Galactica universe? No. We haven't. That's... That's very... <laughs> Where are you from? Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> oh, yes. The crowdfunded planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, we have multiple Dreadus contacts, so we're going to go ahead and jump to a different uh, Patreon planet and uh, something about coordinates in the ad. I don't know. Fucking just listen to the ads. We'll be back. The GoFundMe Nebula. <laughs> God damn it. Kickstarticon. Hey, y'all. President of the podcast, Andrea here, and I want to tell you about a couple of Night Shift Radio shows that we think you're really going to love. First up is a little podcast called Left of the Dial, featuring a couple of familiar voices. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, talk about a different record they love. They also have really incredible guests on all the time. Uh, For example, a recent episode features Max Collins from Eve 6, King of Twitter, and a special surprise co-host... It's me. I'm the surprise co-host. Focusing on new and independent music, Left of the Dial is a great way to find your new favorite band. And I'd also like to recommend the Superpod Hero Cast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod Hero Cast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. We're back. Report! I have this dog on my lap. It's a pretty good dog. It's a good dog. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, so, Kitsy, you had uh, mentioned that uh, the Centurion steps aside and a three comes into the room to hang out with with Baltar. And dressed like Marilyn she's, Monroe. She's dressed like Marilyn Monroe. And uh, she, she gives him some drugs and just kind of like a big old grin, like, yeah, drugs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, drugs, I guess. Uh, and he's Wait, like, I don't How remember drugs. She, she hands him a pill bottle. Like, okay, so here's the other problem that I have with this episode. She hands him a pill bottle. It has a prescription label on it. <laughs> so is this, like, medication that they stole from Caprica that's, like, had... Like someone's prescription information on it, or do they just stroll on down to their local Cylon value stores, uh, which is CVS, uh, and get a fresh prescription uh, for like, where's this drugs coming from? And like, where's this label? You don't think the Cylons are advanced enough to have a fucking pharmacy on the base star? I don't think the Cylons need a pharmacy on the well, base star. Well, they literally grow new bodies. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you don't, you know, maybe they need antidepressants. Growing a new body is not going to help you not be depressed. I bet they have a solution for that. I bet they box the line. Boxed wine? Yeah, they yes, drink boxed wine. They, they drink boxed, drink boxed wine. Boxed wine. Ah. <laughs> Isn't that well, how everyone France, treats depression? The, uh, yep. But yeah, so you know, she uh, she gives him the pills and she tells him he's been there for three days, which he's very taken aback by. And he's like, "It's taking you three days to remember where I was." She's like, no one's forgotten you. Mm-hmm. Look, we got Do you your have pills. Any idea how big this fucking place is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. They're his pills from before. Did he have pills from before? Yeah, he was taking pills when he was on New Caprica. Oh, so right. they just bring him his own drug. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. You know, that makes as much sense as anything else. So <laughs> yes, I'll go with it. Good mm-hmm. enough. Um, she says there's been some controversy. She uh, does between, <laughs> between the models. There, there's split uh, about uh, you know, about whether they should have brought him on board or not. And he's like, I can't believe this is still a question of my value. 
like, I kind there'll of, always be a question. Yeah. You're human. It's not a question of your value. It's that you smell bad and no one likes your personality. <laughs> nah. Which, I mean... And apparently oh. it was the, uh, the sixes who broke the deadlock and have allowed him. Uh, but it sounds like maybe not all of them. Womp, womp, womp. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp. Is it in that scene that Baltar says um, you're much more? Is is it Baltar who says to Six, you're much more than a machine, you're a person? Uh, that is the next Baltar scene. Okay. Which we can, we can Might as well just do it. To. We're there. Uh, she, like, he wakes up and, and finds her there staring at him. And she's just like, you know, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> and he's like, now nah, I know that's not true. She's like, eh, you know. It's it is though, he's like, it's not. <laughs> but do it that is for forty five minutes. Yeah, it's the entire episode, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. But he, she's like, this has to end, and she walks out, and he's like, you need me. Admit that you need me, and then he's like, uh, and that I also need you too. Oh God! Did you hear me? I need you. I should have started with that. I need shoes. <laughs> My feet are cold. <laughs> Olive juice. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about olive juice. Baltar, I, 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 we're just we were so right to verb his name because he just cannot. He just can't get it right. He can't. Good, like how? Oh, Baltar. Um. There's an important plot line with the circle that I want to get to, but I feel like that kind of is like the real like core storyline of this. So the the one other like fun moment that I want to cover first, uh, where Lee's giving his uh, his father a briefing uh, and mentions that they're starting to see uh, people go missing, Mm -hmm. and Adama's like, "Well, we left thousands of people on that planet." Which, like, fuck, really? Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, that sucks. Jesus. Uh, uh, which, uh, if you remember, the uh, the first four episodes of the season did not have a, uh, a tally count mm-hmm. of the, the human population. This one does again. Um, that's because Rosalind's uh, back in charge. Because mm-hmm. Rosalind's back in charge. She's keeping track. They, they're actively running a census count again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apollo's like, no, this is different. Like, we know these people survived. Like, they... They came back here. They were accounted for, and they've been missing since. Uh, they've gone missing since the Exodus. He's like Jammer, for instance, who we know. Uh, they left mm-hmm. back that way mm-hmm. as they drifted through space. <laughs> um, and I was like, "How many?" And we learned that uh, it's as of today, thirteen people, two on Galactica and eleven elsewhere. Uh, and he's like, "Papa Dama's keeping you." Uh, Keep me posted. I want to know more if anything else comes up. And please. now, if you'll excuse me, I have a date with a jump rope. And Adama just stares at him. It's like, hey, I've, I've dropped half a stone. Keep jumping. <laughs> he is, you know, for somebody who is just crying being reunited with his son, he really... <laughs> it gets it's a real hot and cold Papadama. Also, just, I- I don't think Adama's really in a position to be giving like fitness criticism either. Let's be fair. (laughs) You're not wrong. I love Adama isn't literally days out of the Viper cockpit though. That's, that's also true. I mean, yeah, but anyway, uh, (laughs) I think, I think before we get to the, the wrap up the plot with the circle, um, we need to talk about uh, Gata on the CIC. And his yeah. uh, his c- confrontation with Colonel Ty, uh, yes. which I alluded to in the beginning of the episode with my very good performance. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was very good. Thank you. Um, so, the, I mean, the gist of it is that, that Gata comes walking on the CIC and, and Ty's like, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, because Ty doesn't like him very much anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the, the gist of it is that the, the phones aren't working. And so... Gata offered to help fix them, and Adama said okay. Because Jammer's not there. Because Jammer's not there to repair the telephone. Um, and so, uh, you know, so Ty goes on this whole big rant 
you know, about losing his eye and like how, you know, bullshit it is that, you know, you know, oh, okay, sure. So he, you know, worked with Gaius Baltar and, you know, collaborated with the Cylons, but now the old man needs the horn fixed, you know, here we are. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Dama shows up and kind of takes him aside and is like, go fucking sleep this off. Like, mm -hmm. you're embarrassing yourself. Fucking get out of here. Go go sleep this off. And, you know, Ty kind of leaves him with like, oh, I'm not going to forget. I don't forget. Yeah. Um, little, uh, little ominous there. I, you know, the, like, where his voice starts to break a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, just go to sleep. Forget mm -hmm. about it all. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he's shaking. He's like, oh, I just, I'm not forgetting. Did, <laughs> did I tell you about the eye? <laughs> <laughs> he does a very like good, it's just like, it's the tiniest, tiniest moment. And it, I... It's when Davis says, like, walk with me, and he does mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, like as if it's such a drunk person trying to act sober moment. It's so, we, he's just so good. That's all. And the, the transcript points out, like, Ty is stumbling in the CIC mm -hmm. at this point, oh, like, yeah. whether he is, in fact, drunk, as he very well may be, uh, or if he's just so filled with rage mm -hmm. that, like, he can't. Like, let's like, be honest, he, it's Ty, it's probably both. It's, it's probably both, yeah. And also, he has no depth perception. <laughs> so, yeah, stumbling, because he can't really see <laughs> exactly. where he's going. He's, he has no idea he's, how far away Gata is. <laughs> you know, as if having only one eye was bad enough, now he's, it uh, wasn't bad enough, now he's blinded with rage <laughs> and blind drunk, and it's just, it's, it's, it's not good for soul Ty. Mm -mm. But yeah, like, you know... It's crushing because, like, I I empathize with what Ty has been through, but he also has no idea what Gata put on the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neither, nor does anyone else. Mm -hmm. I will say that while I agree, while I don't agree with Ty's position, I certainly understand it. Yeah, you know, if if I had gone through what he went through. Uh, on on New Caprica, you know, being imprisoned, losing an eye, having to literally murder my wife mm -hmm. uh, for collaborating with the Cylons. Like, yeah, I'd be fucked up about mm -hmm. it too. Like, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, and it's important that no one else uh, knows how much Gata contributed to the Resistance because Gata's on the Circle's list. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they find him guilty. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, Sam actually like wants no more part of it and storms out. So they go out and they recruit Starbuck to take over for him. Who is in a real fucking mood this uh, episode. Yeah. Uh -huh. Starbuck is like, I, let's be real. Everyone is fucked up over what just happened uh, in these last two years uh, in New Caprica and since. And like no one's coping well. And. Uh, I think we, we noted before that there weren't enough therapists amongst the fleet mm -hmm. uh, before this happened. Uh, it's highly likely that there definitely aren't enough now. Uh, and so people are just, they're, they're, they're not coping. It's not even that they're coping the wrong way. They're not even trying. And it causes a huge rift between Anders and, and uh, Starbuck. Mm -hmm. And she basically tells him, like, you know what? You're not what I need anymore. Yeah. I and think, he's like, you don't mean that. She's like, yeah, but I do. And he goes to walk away and then she makes out with him. So like mixed signals. Yeah. Very mixed signals. <laughs> but no, she does. She gives him this whole, like, you know, ever since she got out of that cell, it's like someone painted the world in different colors. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I look at you and I just want to gouge your eyes out for looking at me. Um, and then basically tells him like you know i i just want to hurt someone and it might as well be you so you should probably leave before that happens like she's going through some shit. <laughs> she's going through some shit she's already wounding him i mean again i don't necessarily agree with uh how she's handling the situation but uh, given what she's been through i fucking get it yeah yeah this show does a really good job of that particular yeah aspect of <laughs> Space war, I guess, but like any <laughs> the horrors of space yeah, war, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so Anders quits the circle and they recruit Starbuck instead, and uh, they take a vote 
and it's it's controversial, right? Like Chief especially is pushing back saying like we don't know what Gata did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like like yes, we know that he saw this death list, uh but we don't know what he did about it if he did anything about it. Um you know, there he's he's pushing back like we like you know, we really don't have any hard evidence that Gata did anything wrong. Uh but ultimately they they do move to uh to convict and they ambush him in the in the hallway and throw a bag over his head and a sock in his mouth and drag him to the the launch tube and sit him there and basically they're like you know if you have anything to say say it now and he's like what's the fucking point like you've de- you've already decided like why should I I'm not going to beg you know whatever uh and Starbucks yeah, which- Good. Brave, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like he just. Well, I don't know. That I call it brave, but it's more resigned. Yeah, like, like, I think he just he's tired. like he's like you know what? Nothing I say is gonna fucking change your mind. So why am I gonna waste my breath? Um, but uh, he had an encounter with Starbuck earlier where he kind of alluded to. Uh, he mentioned the dog bowl, uh, and how he was you know providing information to the resistance and so she starts freaking out i'm like you know beg beg for mercy whatever and like you know come on tell him about how you were really the one giving the information tell him about the dog bowl and of course as soon as chief hears mm-hmm. that he turns around and is like wait what did you say what happened what the what now the what now and uh uh th- there's a line I-, I can't help but like kind of smirk at is when uh you know <laughs> chief says like yeah there there was a yellow dog bowl well, I, I used, used it. it like gross dude Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he meant, obviously. Um, but that's how they f- they find out. You know, Chief realizes, oh, Gate is the one that's been supplying us the information mm-hmm. all along, and immediately like cuts him free and like stands him up and is like, "Ty, we wanted our source. There's our source. It was Gate the whole time." Um, and Ty's face is like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> his bean is proper freaked. freaked." Oh yeah. You know what's kind of fucked up about that, though, is in the scene where uh, Gata tells Starbuck that in the mess hall, Steelix is in the background, and she overhears it, mm-hmm. and she doesn't say a goddamn word. Yeah. I don't cool. think Steelix is uh, very impartial. I think she just wants blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Absolutely. lack thereof. It's not very like, bloody I when would, you space somebody, but, yeah. you know. I would half have expected her to at least be like, oh, yeah, he's been telling that story. Right. Like, we don't believe you. Uh, you know, kind of the same way that Starbucks did, but she just keeps her mouth shut and just pretends she never heard a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to be fair, Celix might have forgotten she was in that scene in the first place, That's so... Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get very many scenes, yeah. so... Yeah. Like, she wasn't supposed to be stuff? in that scene mm-hmm. and uh, just, just kind of, like, hanging out, and they shot it, and she's like, oh, shit, wait, mm-hmm. I was there. I wasn't supposed to be. Whoopsie. Um, and just, like, Gata just has this moment where he's just like, I, you know, I did what I could. I, I don't know what else I could have done. Yeah. And, like... Everyone just leaves, and he's just standing there. Yeah. And then they throw him out the airlock. No, no. They don't actually- <laughs> no, they don't throw Gata out the airlock. We love Gata. We love Gata? Do you not? Gata's fine. Do we love there, Gata? There is- Gata's a- okay, the, actually, this does come up how we feel about Gata, because uh, there's a point where, again, when they're arguing about his guilt or whatnot, um, you know, Ty kind of makes this point of, like, you know, oh, what, we just want to let him off because he's a good guy because we work with him, like, whatever. He's like, you know, my I had to literally kill my wife for collaborating mm-hmm. with the Cylons, and I liked her a whole lot more than I liked Gata. <laughs> That's right. Which, like, we didn't like her at all, mm-hmm. so if that ratio stood, then, like, we would fucking hate oh, Gata. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I think he's fine. Gata's a, he's a bit of a narc. He's, oh, he's a big-time narc. He's definitely a narc, but, like, he's a good dude. Ultimately, like he just like he's he's not a narc for the sake of being a narc. Like, I think he's just he believes in in the law and he and he believes what he's doing is right. Like, I don't think he's. Yeah, but so do the Cylons and they took Ty's eye. Do they? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) They claim to, but do they? Do they? I mean, I don't know. We all know Cylons don't lie. Their hips don't. don't. Their hips That's don't, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> well, the Centurions never lie because they don't talk. Mm. Uh, they sometimes say, by your command. Not these. Even even though no one said a command. <laughs> anyway. 
Gata. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Gata, Gata's life is spared. He gets to, gets to put the uniform back on and go back on the CSC without uh, any dirty looks. And, you know, all is forgiven, just suddenly. Mm-hmm. That's got to be weird for the people who weren't part of the, the weird secret court. I just assume they told them. And for the people who already got shot out the airlock. Yeah. Whoopsie. Whoops. But, uh, mm. you know, there's there's this whole scene where Rosalind and Adama, like, find out about Tom Zarek authorizing this circle. And the whole the whole idea that he had was like, we don't want to give these people public trials and have them drag it out and become martyrs and whatever. Like we just want them to disappear. And, you know, and I, I get where he's coming from again. I don't agree with him, but I get where he's coming from. Um, but he makes the point of like, you know, if like Laura, if you do this, your whole presidency term is going to be signing execution orders. Does that really how you want to be remembered? Uh, and as executioner in chief, executioner in chief, mm-hmm. and obviously she doesn't. So she goes ahead and pardons everyone, and fucking wild. Basically, yeah. just says like, you know what? That was a fucked up thing. People made mistakes, but you know we need to heal. We need to move on. So we're going to move on, and we're going to record our stories for you know posterity. Mm-hmm. But you know, no one's going to be tried. No one's going to be, uh, you know. T- sentenced what have you which really sucks for the the 13 people that have already been <laughs> spaced because uh right whoops but it is a really uh incredible decision on her part because yeah. zarek is right about the first half for mm-hmm. sure that's not yep. that's not going to be good for anybody um and for for zarek and a lot of other um, people who aren't kind of wired the way that Rosalind is. And I hope that we find out she's a Cylon so that we can talk about the time I said she's wired a certain <laughs> way. Um, but for the people who aren't wired the same way that Rosalind is, all they can think of then is like, so what's the quickest way to get rid of these people? But r- for all of Rosalind's ability to like, um, I feel about her the way that I'm get, I'm going somewhere with this, but the way that Ty does, where he's like, sometimes I think you have ice in your veins, and I, I agree with that. But then also, this is like such an act of like just radical empathy and radical kindness in a way that is, mm-hmm. um, like pretty unbelievable. I, not, I mean, like, yeah, that's that's the word I want. Um, what I kind of wonder though is how much of that is her expressing this radical like empathy and kindness that you're talking about. Uh, versus how much of it is her playing the game and understanding that uh, Zarek was right, but not wanting to give him that win. Yeah, I think it's it could be a little <laughs> bit of both because it's both. It's definitely especially both. when you think about when, um, oh God, what is her name? Maya? No, yeah, that's not who I meant. The, the her, her aide, the aide. What Tori. is Tori? Tori. When Tori's like, I failed you. I'm sorry. And Rosalind, no problem at all. And it's really just the two of them. And she's like, no, you didn't. Like, shit happens. This is a, hard for everybody. Yeah. Um, and she had no reason to be, you know, that kind of... She, there was no game to be played there. Yeah. So I think yeah. this is an extension of that. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Adama can't let a moment go by without starting a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my girlfriend, everyone. <laughs> It's just like brilliant, intently. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. So say we all. So say we all. Oh shit! The episode's over. I haven't said it yet. So uh, Andrea. Hmm. So uh, say we all. So say we, Andrea. <laughs> uh, now that we're uh, we're off a of new Caprica, mm-hmm. and uh, the the question of justice has been settled. Uh, any new theories? Uh, you, you alluded that you may have a a new Cylon uh, uh, Cylon theory in uh, one of our former deckhands. Mm, Jammer is regenerate a body. I think oh. probably right now because I am my. I'm so certain in this moment, and I know it could change because I spend a lot of time being so certain about things. Um, that Jammer is a Cylon. I I feel really strongly about it, and I'm going to be disappointed if he's not, because I, my first thought, I forget, I think I said it jokingly at first, because anytime anyone dies, um, I say that they're a Cylon, but... It's true. So, like, you know, um, I'll never be wrong, because I've said it about everybody, but it... 
There are a couple of things that make me feel pretty sure about this. And the first one is, I forget. And the first one is um, the whole like joining the, I think that he is a Cylon who is programmed like Boomer is my guess. A sleeper um, agent. Yeah, he's a he's a boomer. Um, and I think that he which we don't this is something you would need to you would have needed to have seen the bonus episodes, the mm, okay. resistance episodes. I think he's probably the one who tipped off the silence. Do we know who did? We don't know, right? About the we weapons don't. being in the temple. There aren't too the many Doral, people. The Doral implies that it was someone who like can't let go of the war who like mm-hmm. believes he always has to fight, which to me sounds like they're trying to imply that it's someone in the leadership mm-hmm. of the resistance. Like uh, Ty. Which, like Ty. And the way Ty acts like happy almost that this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. I, I think we're, we're meant to believe that it was him, right. but that's a, that's a great I theory though. So. I think it was probably jammer. I don't think jammer knows. Um, and it makes sense that they would want a, Cylon in the police, I think that makes sense to have somebody who's like an in between who can communicate with the people and still, you know what I mean? That, like, mm-hmm. um, and then the this is Boston Gabe again, shout out Boston Gabe, um, uh, reminding us that he's a deckhand, reminded me that they just happened upon him in that back hallway when they were out looking for the Cylons who'd been who were aboard. Um, it's true. He just happens to be repair a telephone. Yeah. And that's how they come upon Gina on uh, Pegasus mm-hmm. when they find out that she's a Cylon. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's all I got, but I'm pretty sure. Now, Gina is network a computer. That's right. Now, here's a question I have for you, Andrea. Do you think that the Cylons that we know about mm-hmm. know about the Cylons that we don't know about? Like, do you think they know? I'm still not sure. Okay. And my guess is that is going to be more an issue of storytelling. Like, it's just, I won't be surprised if we never get a clear answer on that, just for the sake of the story. Because it doesn't, it just doesn't check out that they wouldn't know. But it also would be too easy. Like, I don't know how you keep secret identities Yeah. if they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also makes no sense that there are only four or five Cylons on Caprica if there are 12 who all know about each other. Um, And we've only we only ever see that planet populated by the ones that we've met so far. Do you ever wonder if even the writers know at this point? (laughs) Exactly. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing, right? Like, like, do you think they they knew from the beginning who all the Cylons were going to be? Or do you think it was like... Like, that's something I'm actually fascinated by is, like, how much of this story did they know from the beginning, how it was going to go, and how much of it is, like, making it up as they go yeah, along? I can't wait to find out, find out because Jammer is one who, like, it's very possible that they just, that that's how they write Jammer's introduction. And then the fact that we don't hear, that's another thing that made me think he was a Cylon, is that we don't hear about Jammer at all after that until he comes back at the start of the yeah. season, right? And so Before or after. Yeah. yeah. So, my or after? Or after. Oh, after the first time uh, we saw him. Yeah. I thought yeah, you meant after this episode, and I was like, Caleb, that seems like a big spoiler. Um, that would be rude. Yeah. Let's. Uh, no, no. I meant uh, the, yeah. the, the moment where we, we first said, like, he just, he doesn't exist up until that moment, mm-hmm. and then, like, it's just like, he doesn't exist again until we're on New Caprica, yeah. and it's like, oh, how convenient, oh, this guy's still guy. around. Oh, and that's what it is, is that I wonder, I can, as you're asking that, like, I can imagine the writer sitting around and being like, who are some characters that, like, we've introduced so it doesn't seem like we're just planting random people to mm-hmm. reveal them as Cylons, but who don't have much of a story fleshed out yet. Um, and that's you know, <laughs> that is literally how they did the first several ones. Just like, here's a, like, here's a new character. You trust this person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotcha. Exactly. You can't do that 12 times in a row. Um, um, so. Which, but like, also is like. It's it's been so long since we've gotten a new one. Yeah, I know. Do you think we've met all the Cylons so far, or do you think there still might be characters we don't know about that are Cylons, like as yet to be introduced Cylons, or do you think like people that I've just never seen on the show? Yeah, like like like. Do you think that that 
of all the Cylons, there the remaining ones are all people we already know, or do you think there's going to be like new I hope characters that are going to suddenly be Cylons? Suddenly Cylons, like suddenly Seymour. <laughs> yeah, um, but, just, uh, just like that. I just exactly. I, I don't. I don't know. I think my we're getting down to the point where it will be less fun to speculate if my list uh, we only have four five 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 left and if some of them are people we haven't met yet because that's not that many Cylons left of the people that we know you know what I mean like yeah yeah so my hope is that that I've seen all the Cylons there are to see that just makes your list that much more interesting though if Mm. there's more possibilities than you've even thought of that's true too Hmm. 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 how far away from a reveal are we I do not remember oh yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly. I hope it's this I, episode. It's. I not. think that we get one this season, but I do not remember for sure. Because we didn't get one at. We haven't gotten one since Cavill was our last one. Cavill was the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it time. L- late in season two. We only have so. a season and a little more than a half left, right? Like. Yeah. About a, a season and three quarters. All right. Well, it's time if you ask me. What if we uh, get all the way to the end of season four and they haven't revealed them yet? And, they just and like the credits roll up. and then it's like, oh, and by the way, the other silence were these five people yep. you never met. I'm, I'm <laughs> prepared. I'm ready. Or like the, the show finishes and we don't know. And like the implication is that they were all Cylons all along. Oh. And then you go on the internet and that's the prevailing fan theory. And then there's... Are other you, people that are like, they weren't Cylons. Are you? Oh, I get it. It's like Lost. Oh, I get it. It's not. They were not. Uh. Maybe maybe, maybe the real Cylons were the friends we made along the way. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. It realistic. Re, like, what really happened was that the entirety of humanity was destroyed on the attack of the colonies. That's uh, a Jacob Slaughter uh, situation. Yeah. yeah. We're all. And I, I made the joke earlier when we were watching the episode that, like, we get to the end of season four and Baltar just wakes up and goes, huh, <gasps> that was a weird dream. <laughs> that dumb dumb and you got six next to him in bed it turns out they're just like normal married people <laughs> imagine having that intense of a like a, a villain dream about mm-hmm. your partner though yeah right oh man like Ellen has woken up angry at me for like <laughs> dream cheating on oh, yeah. her or something like that, but like well, never woken up be like, remember when you betrayed all of humanity and got us killed and then chased the survivors across the galaxy? Yet. 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 That's true. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we've got some uh, some truth and reconciliation to uh, to chase down. Uh, we've got some stories to tell and to hear and some patience and some courage to continue. Uh, and so that said, we're going to spool up our FTL drives and try to find the farthest fucking place we can mm-hmm. away from New Caprica and move on with our God's damned lives. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.